0: We're going to turn to Mark's Gospel, chapter 8, beginning at verse 27. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, who do people say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. He must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this. Peter took him aside began to rebuke him. When Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said, You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but nearly, merely human concerns. Well, this is God's word, and let me pray before we look at this word together. Father God, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the way that you speak most clearly and wonderfully through your word. Help us now to hear what you would want to say to each of us. Again, Father, these words might be very familiar to us, but, uh, Father, again, we pray that we would be open to your your spirit as you illuminate Scripture to point us to see more and more of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Some of my most special times has been when I've been travelling um, I've been on journeys on road, rail, air, and foot. When um, some folk have shared some very personal matters with me that maybe they wouldn't shared with me if we were maybe just together drinking a cup of coffee, maybe in a coffee shop or, or something like that. There is something special, isn't there, about traveling and journeying and conversing whilst we're, we're traveling. I don't know why that, why that is. Maybe it's the distraction of other things around. Maybe as we talk and we see the countryside. Or maybe it's that music that's playing in the background. Or it could just be that journeys when we have to travel with someone for a length of time. And some of those meaningful journeys can be a lengthy time in a confined space. Um, So, journeys can be special, and we're told at the start of our reading this evening, keep the passage open, Mark chapter eight, verse 27, we're told at the start, that Jesus and His disciples uh, were on a journey where they went onto the villages around Caesarea Philippi. And on this journey, Peter is challenged about who Jesus really is, but also we see Jesus wanting his identity to remain a secret. So Peter's challenged about who Jesus really is, but at the same time in these few verses, we see Jesus wanting his identity to remain a secret. And those are the kind of two main themes, I guess, that I want us to bring from this passage this evening. Who is Jesus? And then that idea about why Jesus kind of holds back and holds them back from his true identity. Um, Let's just have a little little thing on the screen. So have a look at that picture for a moment. You may have seen this picture before, if you have. You may see it straight away. But I wonder who you can see. Who can you see in that picture, who can you see? This is participation time now, by the way. So shout out who you can see. Who do you see? You see a young lady. Anyone else see a young lady? All right, hands down. For those those at home, half the hands went up. And for those of you who are looking at it now, who sees an older lady? Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Interesting. So for those of you who couldn't see the young lady, there's her hat, and you can see the the triangle that goes around to see her chin and her delicate nose and her little eyelashes poking out. Can you see that now? Yeah, and then those of you who could see the young lady, old lady rather, um, let's just see what she looks like. If you see the fuller picture there. Can you see her crooked nose? Yeah, and her bushy hair coming out of her headscarf. We've got about 30 of these photos this evening, so no. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the point is simple, really. Um, we see different things, and we might not see see the true picture. Um, so, yeah, that's that. she's described as a hag. On Google, she's described as the old hag. So, um, anyway, Apologies. If you look like that this evening, you're not an old hag. Um, so this evening, let's just break this up, uh, and uh, first of all, uh, let's look at the passage. let's see what Peter sees uh, as he as he's, uh, encounters uh, the Jesus. and Jesus asks two questions about his identity, uh, one general, one general question, um, and one pointed and personal question, a general question an appointed and personal question. And we see in verse 28, Jesus asks the question, who who do people say I am? Who do people say Jesus is? And then verse 29, we move on to see uh, Jesus asking the question, who does Peter say Jesus is? Two questions, a general and a personal and a specific. And for those of us who have the benefit of the whole gospel in our hand, We only have to go to the very first verse of um, Mark's Gospel. Um, We only have to go to the very first verse of Mark's Gospel. Mark chapter 1, verse 1. Jesus is described as the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed King, promised by God. We get that literally in the opening sentence of Mark's Gospel, to know Jesus' identity, Jesus' true identity. Identity. And from this and throughout scripture, there are just a few things for us to, to remember about Jesus. So, for instance, in, um, in Genesis 3, verse 15, we're told that Jesus would crush Satan. Uh, in Psalm 2, we know that he would um, rule the nations. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 9, we know that uh, he would put the whole world right. And, and then in 2 Samuel, the prophecy of 2 Samuel 7, verse 12, we're told that he will reign forever. So we have the vantage point of the whole canon, the whole, the whole scripture, to see Jesus' true identity, who he is, but also what he will be, what he is. Um, And that's what Mark is doing as we go through Mark's gospel. He's revealing, he's showing us Jesus' identity. But those traveling on the journey, most of the time, it's the disciples. They haven't got that 20-20 vision of Jesus. And all of us this evening, whether we're in the building or whether you're watching online, whether you just tune in and you kind of just want to kind of see from afar, who Jesus is, we all have to go from that general question of who do people say Jesus is, almost like a GCSE question that you might find in school, the kind of identity of Jesus generally, through to the specific question. And um, on Alpha, Christianity explored any of these kind of introductions to Christianity, that's a really key question to ask. By the way, Alpha will be happening again, God willing, after Christmas. But it's striking to see how people are very open to share what folk generally will say about Jesus. But when it comes to the direct question of who do you say I am, it's another matter, isn't it? Very personal, very direct as Jesus comes um, write-up and shows and challenges uh, Peter about, about him and his identity. And at eight o'clock this evening, we will have that two-minute um, uh, time of pause, reflection for our queen. And she certainly could answer that question of who Jesus is. Listen to just a few quotes from some Christmas messages that she's given over the, just over the last 20 years. To many of us, our beliefs, are of fundamental importance, she says. For me, the teachings of Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide a framework in which I try to lead my life. I, like so many of you, have drawn great comfort in difficult times from Christ's words and example. And then she went on a few years later. Um, I know just how much I rely on my own faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give of my best and all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God. Like others of you who draw inspiration from your own faith, I draw strength from the message of hope in the Christian gospel. That's the Queen. And I suppose for you this evening, Jesus was to ask you, who do you say I am? That's a direct question. And we can be vague with the first question, but the personal question of our, our answer to that question needs to be thought through, but also needs to be answered a direct question and one we will all we all must answer but then moving on from that um let's just look at what peter doesn't see in verses 31 to verse 33 and uh, look down at those words with me then he then he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things be rejected by the elders chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed, and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Let's just look at those few words for a moment. Um, You may remember, you see, when Mark puts this, this gospel together, these aren't necessarily chronological events that take place in the life of Jesus, but they're put and compiled in a way for us all to see who Jesus is. And, and, and sometimes he pulls on some of Jesus' miracles and sometimes uh, some of his teaching and some of the encounters that he has, as we see here, with his disciples. But previously, in verse 24, we have the miracle of the man who was blind, who sees Jesus partially, verse 24 of the same chapter. And like the man who has partial sight, Peter, at this point, has partial sight of, of Jesus. And sometimes you may say he has a blurred vision. He has blurred vision of Jesus. He has one idea. He can see one track mind of who Jesus is. But it's not that 20-20 vision. You see, the vision that Jesus has, which he paints out clearly in these verses, is that he must suffer, be rejected by three groups of people, the elders, the chief priests, the teachers of the law. This goes against the vision. This goes against how Peter sees Jesus. He must then die and then three days later rise again. Surely this can't be that Messiah that Peter has in mind. And these words of Jesus weren't dressed up in a parable or a story, but Jesus here was, what does it say? He spoke plainly. This was straight talking. Sometimes we have to be straight, don't we? Sometimes you have to be straight. And that question, who do you say I am, is a straight question. It's a direct question. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. And Jesus, with his words, will make, well, they should make us feel very uncomfortable. So Jesus is speaking straight, talk. he's got straight talking, and with a straight talking, Peter shows his blurred vision. Peter then starts to rebuke Jesus, or in our language, you might say that Peter tells Jesus off, for speaking like this? Because as we know, Peter saw Jesus as king. But he couldn't see Peter, he couldn't see Jesus as the crucified king. Jesus' kingship is shaped by the cross. He is the king who serves and suffers. Jesus' kingdom is established by the cross, by dying for our sin. He rescues his his people, and he defeats Satan. And it's interesting at this point where we would go with this message. We would want to declare it. We would want to speak out. After all, we're evangelicals. And surely aren't these Disciples, evangelicals, I'm not sure if they make the F-I-E-C, but they are evangelicals. But then verse 30, Jesus doesn't tell them to go out and to speak out and to proclaim this message of who he is. He warns them, verse 30, not to tell anyone. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. That's a strange thing, isn't it? You'd think that Jesus would get his PR team and get people out there to spread the word, to spread the gospel. But in Mark's gospel, secrecy is a big theme as well. Secrecy is a big theme. And this takes place a few times. Let's just briefly have a a little overview here. I've got them on the screen, so you don't need to look them up. We see, don't we? Uh, verse 44, the man who was healed of leprosy. Jesus says, see that you don't tell this to anyone. Mark chapter 5. Is that Mark chapter 5? I can't see. I, I've got blurred vision here. Yeah? I've got 20-20 vision. But um, Mark chapter 5, verse 43. When Jesus raises a dead girl, he says, he gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them, to give her something to eat. And then Mark seven twenty four, when Jesus met the woman whose daughter was possessed by a demon, he entered the house and he didn't want anyone to know about it. You see the secrecy that's coming through in Mark's gospel. Uh, when, and, and then verse 26, the man healed at Bethsaida. What do we read? Jesus sent him home saying, don't even... Go into the village. There is great secrecy that goes on here. And then following the transfiguration of the Lord, he said, as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had. Until, sorry, what they'd seen. Until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So secrecy is a theme And we see the secrecy and and that sense of holding back the message in this little brief passage here. What can I suggest as we go back to this passage of of Mark chapter 8? That uh, as we see this, Jesus wants Peter and us to grasp the kind of king that Jesus will be. He doesn't want the half-truth to go out. He doesn't want Peter to spin things. He doesn't want Peter to kind of just share the message that he perceives as who Jesus is. But Peter, uh, Jesus knows that people need to hear about the crucified king, the one who was rejected, shamed, who was the servant king. I wonder what we are this evening. I wonder if our vision of Jesus is a correct one. Do we see him as the crucified king? Yes, resurrected, defeated sin at the cross, defeated death. And yet we too can lack that true vision of Jesus. And our view of Jesus affects our life, doesn't it, brothers and sisters? Our discipleship. Who is the Jesus that we are following this evening? Is Jesus made in our image? Is Jesus made in the image that we would love the Jesus to be? Or is he the Jesus that we see through Scripture? Glory to God, the source of all our mission. Jesus be praised, the Savior, Lord and Son. Praise to the Spirit who confirms the vision. In all the world, the will of God be done linked by the cross at which we are forgiven, joined by the love that came to find and save, one in the hope of God's new earth and heaven. We love and give since he first loved and gave. Send us, Lord Christ, to serve at your direction, dying and living, yours in loss and gain. True to the gospel, of your resurrection, working and praying till you come to reign. Let me pray. Father God, thank you so much for the way that you have shown us that vision of Jesus, the crucified King. Forgive us for the times when we have a wrong vision of Jesus and uh, we pray for a world that too has at best any idea of Jesus and we pray that uh, the people would see A clearer vision of Jesus now, tomorrow, and for us as we go on our front lines. Um, In some ways it's so simple and yet uh, so profound. Um, This love, this grace, and I pray for us all now that we would know this love afresh. That we would share this love with a broken world. That we would demonstrate grace and we would point people to the Saviour who is the God of grace. And uh, we thank you, and we love you, and you are precious to us now. In Jesus' name, amen.